Hi, Terrian. Hello. Hello, Eloise. How are you today? I'm okay. I thought you weren't there for a moment. No, it just took a while for the um, call to hook up, but otherwise we're here and ready to start our chat on um, karma and transmutation today. We're going to focus a little bit on transmuting the karma mm. and what, what that means to us. So, so we reviewed a bit yesterday, we were kind of talking about... Um, you know, what karma is and, um, you know, picking up karma from the soup of things, from the, you know, the soup, the grand soup of, uh, let's say, the ocean or um, universal consciousness. All the little, the universal consciousness and, um, and also the soul itself, right? The soul that, that resides in in any particular body and what other bodies has lived in. So, you know, let's say my soul lived in um, Madame X, let's say, um, then I would have that, that karma, or you could have picked up karma that your soul never lived in, you know, the body, like could pick up unresolved karma of Napoleon, um, though you were, your soul was never in napoleon's body you just picked it up much like picking up a grain of sand in the in in the ocean or you know a noodle in a soup <laughs> i like that noodle in, the soup. Yeah, in your chicken yeah your chicken noodle soup you might pick up one of the noodles uh, <laughs> though your soul was never in that noodle <laughs> kind of thing yeah I, it's, it's... I don't think i've been a noodle in a past life you never know though um, or you could have been the, the wheat that create. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or that noodle could have been in a body. Okay, we could go on and on with this and I won't. But uh, in any case, so we're looking at transmutation. So, you know, this is basically the, you know, you, you've got this karma that's unresolved. Let's say there's a murder or you've stolen or you've just um, transgressed something done done something to someone uh that you obviously wouldn't want to have done to you yes so, that's a nice way of putting it because people tend to think in right and wrong sometimes but yes and that's it's not exactly a right and wrong because when you get into right and wrong whose view of right and wrong is is going to be problematic and you, you won't really understand um the karma you know i was People are you know, often say, what karma do I have to live through? And, um, you know, sometimes it's really simple to see the obstacles that fall in their way or um, the problems. And then you, you can kind of piece together, well, the karma is obviously to do the exact opposite of what you're doing or uh, follow some other pathway or road, right? Mm. And it's just going to, you know, you keep dating narcissistic men let's say or the oh. opposite a man keeps dating narcissistic women you know obviously it's to <laughs> no longer do that right yes um, that would be optimal right so it may or may not be that uh you've done something right or wrong in the past it could be something you're doing this lifetime mm. 
It could be, um, you know, your generosity or your caring or loving uh, nature that tends to attract people who need that, right? Um, so you might be pathologically caring. You don't really uh, take responsibility for your caring. You just do it willy-nilly, right? And all these ideas that one might have about how you care for someone or um, yeah, well, there's a good one. Your definition of caring versus compassion. Compassion and caring are very different things. Yeah. Caring really feels sticky and has attachments. Uh, there can be guilt associated with it. Um, Manipulation. Yeah, sure. But compassion is very different, right? To mm. look cleaner. Yeah. It's just, you know, I might have, I might say no to someone and that's clearly compassionate, right? So, you know, one of the things that a lot of uh, practitioners go through are um, if they're super generous and they have this caring tendency and they call caring compassion, which really isn't compassion and uh, their clients need them, need them, need them, need them. And they keep uh, demanding more and more time and energy and are very draining on the practitioner and the practitioner agrees. That's the one thing is the agreement. And they'll, they'll say, I agree with this, but I'm being, I agree. I consent to see them. I take more time with them. I charge them less. Right. Yeah. These are all consents. And they say, because I'm compassionate. No, it's not because you're compassionate. It's because you're caring and you're actually enabling this behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're en it. enabling this, yeah, you're not really, you're not actually helping someone. So that would need transmutation. And yeah. transmutation is basically an awareness. So it, this can occur in, from a past life, you can look at all the lifetimes where um, you might have been, let's say, for example, lifetimes could come up that uh, the person uh, was guilted into behaving a particular way. So in this lifetime, they, they, they defend it as compassion. It it's kind of comes in in this very convoluted, filtered way. Right? You can just, just see all of the different filters and convolutions we could go through. So you have repeated in your DNA uh, through your, your family and the, the uh, past life influence can say, hey, compassionate people um, care for others and ignore themselves. Mm, yeah. Right. So that could be the, the sort of series that got conditioned through, let's say, what if there's like a hundred lifetimes where they were a mum and the mum felt guilty when they were saying no to their kids. So they just stopped saying no and they would say yes, yes, yes. Till this lifetime, you come in and it's like, well, that's compassion. Now I say yes to everybody, not just my kids. Yeah. And then right. get really overwhelmed. Of course. And overwhelmed and defend, really, really defend their behavior. That, 
that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. All right. So even people hearing this might go, oh, you know, but I do that. And it's not that it's right or wrong again, whether you do something or you don't. It's looking at um, the conflict. If there's conflict within you, you don't have conflict. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. But if you've got conflict, it's a good indicator that there's something going on and uh, needs to be transmuted. And in this case, we're just looking at, hey, past lives can be part of this process. And in tarot, you can do it through a reading. And if um, the reading comes out with a past life and you tell the person the past life, then oftentimes it will support a transmutation. Mm. So just as the transmutation is just observing it and that shifting things. Right. As we were saying the other day, I suppose we should uh, review this, is that to the moment you see something you haven't seen before, or seen it that way, or seeing it in that way, it's still, you haven't seen it that, you haven't seen it before. Yeah. yeah, it just, you know, even the same, yes, you're right, even the same. All right, so um, we're looking at things from different perspectives in the moment. You see something new, um, shit, it's just basically shedding light on something, taking it from the darkness and putting it into the light. You're, you're just never going to see things the same way. So, you know, as we were saying yesterday, our system... It's like the brain reboots when you see something you haven't seen before. Yeah, you right? kind of have the aha. Can we call it that? That's right. The aha moment, or even having it when you're when your perceptual field. I suppose we could say that, um, but it's really the cognitive view of the world. You know, we can ex- insist that something is so true. And uh, it's not. And we can just keep insisting, insisting, insisting. It's almost a sign when you insist something that is true. It's almost a sign. I'm not saying always that, uh, you know, ye doth protest too much or ye doth insist too much. That already tells you, hey, uh, maybe there's some perceptual rigidity here. Yeah. If you're given some new information, um, and, and there's that, what's that other thing called when you, um, when you always get information that agrees with your point of view? What's that called? Well, I guess you can filter and manipulate the information you're getting and distort it to meet that model of your world as well. Or you just even, that's the only information you read as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's like, that like called? It's, it's news called something. That, I can't think what it is. You only read yeah. news articles that back up your way of thinking already. That's right. Or you, you, um, oh, geez, it's, it's, it's so popular now <laughs> online where, you know, people only um, listen to or watch or uh, um, read things that agree with their point of view gosh i've forgotten what that's called um i'm not wordsmith sorry uh, <laughs> I can't think. Uh, you are a wordsmith um yeah so somebody <laughs> else somebody will fill that in for us work? right uh, yeah someone will tell us 
Yes, I wish we had some callers that could come on and tell us. So, <laughs> yeah, um, we we do that all the time, right? So uh, people will even, even your friendships, you know, we have friends and people say, yeah, but my friends agree with me. Yeah, well, you're going to attract the people that, that agree with you, right? You're going to be with the people who agree with you. Your friends are like you. And yeah. you are like your friends. Otherwise, you wouldn't call them your friends. Uh, you know, it's good to have some um, dissidents, right? It's good to read things like uh, like you can watch, you know, there's that Fox News and then the CNN thing. And some people just watch one. And, and you know, some people watch just Fox and say Fox is, is telling the truth. And some people just watch CNN and say, well, they know the truth. Meanwhile, it's a bunch of companies that you know, promote and know how to um, uh, rile you up, right? You can get immediate feedback, right? If, if we became popular now, we would have immediate feedback on what people like to hear us talking about. Yeah. Right? What they like to hear us uh, uh, saying or uh, doing. And you, you'd have such immediate feedback that would reinforce your... Um, would reinforce you and I to do the very things that people want us to do. Mm-hmm. And it would make it more and more popular. And if, if money were involved, you know, that would even, uh, you know, increase the stakes, right? Hopefully not too much. Hopefully we stay, you know, the way I want to do it is remain integrous to the work. But well, yeah. you, you, you still, I would even think psychologically, uh, you know, when I think of where we're having, you're having a conversation at dinner table, or how about you're being funny at a dinner table, and you Boy. find some more and more people laughing, it encourages you to uh, continue. We know very much how. Well, yeah, um, if everyone stops how, laughing, you're going to realize no one's getting in the joke and stop. Exactly, or some people who just kind of giggle to um, to humor you, or yeah. Um, some people just, or that nobody laughs and you become really uncomfortable. So you, you, we've all felt these things. We've mm. all, you know, been part of it. So the news can do this now. They can just figure it out so fast, in, even in real time. And, you know, get our, our nervous systems hyped up. And, you know, one of the things that's really hard to do is to stay out of it and kind of look at both sides. And once you look at both sides... And you're watching them both. You just see this this play going on. It's a game. Right? Mm. You're playing this game, and and none of it relates to reality. Yeah, it, it has bits and to get pieces. Muted. Yeah, it has bits and pieces of reality, but it's just not not real yet. You can have a conversation with someone, and they will, uh, you know, strongly. You know, I even said to someone. You know, I'd be careful about the news because they skew things. They'll even take a medical article. They'll extract something from the article and it really has nothing to do with the original abstract or the original uh, experiment that was done. And they go, yes, yes, I know. But uh, I heard today on the news this, this and this. So now that we know this, it's good to be to protect ourselves. And I'll say, yeah, but you need to go back to the original abstract, the original experiment to figure out what exactly was yeah. in the article because they could just extract it what they want. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that they're doing that. But I'm the, gonna ignore that because that's work. 
but but I'm going to tell you this just so you can be careful. Now we can be cautious. And it's like, oh my God, there's cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You're, you, you've heard uh, this information and now you're going to repeat it because it, it's dictating that you'll be safe and, um, you know, everything else was a lie, right? You know, in the 60s, they used to start coming up with, you know, uh, asparagus was really good for you and blah, blah, blah is really good for you. And then, you know, time goes by as well, not too much kale, right? Just be careful of kale. Tofu is really good for you. You should be eating tofu. And then years later, you know, tofu is quite poisonous. You know, uh, soy products, you know, those are the things you should be eating. And da, da, da. Oh, soy is the most, um, uh, it's so funny that the, the people who eat tofu and drink soy and, you know, a lot of soy products and, you know, they're the ones also that tend to be promoting, you know, non-GMO foods, yet soy is one of the most genetically modified. Um, I think it is the most on the planet, right? Um, genetically modified product yeah. Is, yeah. is soy. So it's just, it's just hilarious how we live in our, our paradoxes, right? So it's, it's stepping out and going, okay, what's going to be reasonable? And I've got to figure out what's right for me. Mm. right so the moment you become more and more aware it's like there's a complete transmutation and they then you start to see your conflicts as something that that will heal you right you know that that's going to occur not that you like your conflict you don't ever think you're going to like it but you'll start to be able to to kind of come from that middle road right that transmutation takes you into the sort of buddhic middle road the the place of temperance which is um one of the major arcana tarot cards that we're that we be temperate um when it comes to let's say politics or you know articles you you know i I say these things because on facebook you could have political uh viewpoints or you could have um um what are they, they the the articles about health and uh, I think most people go to Snopes now or Scopes or whatever it's called, Snopes, to test things out. But now we know Snopes is is biased as well. And <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's never ending, right? isn't it? It's never ending. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to what are you going to trust, as they say? Well, clearly, clearly, we've got to transmute each of our conflicts so that we can start to see, hey, I can just go the middle road. All these things have been occurring throughout history. Of course, yeah. th- this very new thing of of social media and um, being the the powers that be, let's say, or the uh, you know people who can take power can spy on you now, right? Whereas before you were you could be a little bit more private. Now your now your privacy is gone. So there are things that that obviously have changed in the dynamic of the way we live life. But as an individual. Um, we still we still experience our conflicts and we want that conflict. Um, well, I don't know if we all want it. Some people figure they could um, they could be in conflict and enjoy the fight. I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then there's some of us who go, well, wait a minute, what's that conflict all about? Yeah. What's it saying to me? Coming up, what's going on? Exactly. So we're, you know, in this, this little series that we're bringing up, it's just to figure out um, when you're going to your practitioner or when you're working with your tarot cards, um, 
when you're doing any kind of healing work any kind of healing work the way of past life whether it comes through eighth chakra or it comes through the soul um how that is going to support your transmutation yeah. so you know in the tarot cards you would be looking at the rebirth cards um that brings you to temperance right uh, oftentimes you can see in the tarot that temperance will come up and most people just figure i don't know what that means you know just going the middle road well oftentimes it does mean that something needs to be transmuted mm. so that the the middle road will actually show up in a way right because if you got two polarized thoughts you can have them within you right yeah um, or you could see yourself holding one position and somebody else holding another position and the moment you see that polarization it's it's all of a sudden shifting that perspective so all of a sudden you're between the two and neither of them are true and neither of them are false they're just parts pieces of the whole hmm. you know when i when i look at you know disagreements like no it's a piece of everything right we're we're all formulating it um and yet we have this sort of tension of i'm right and you're wrong but once that tension begins to dissipate you know you can really get into um caring for yourself right mm. um it's it's quite phenomenal and you begin to really see your own contractions most of the time where we contract very quickly and usually it's in combination with thoughts so we don't really notice that there was a contraction and or there is a contraction uh, we want the contraction to go when we're we're holding a polarized thought we really want it to go but we don't notice Feel that. When it comes in right pardon me because we'll feel it is that why we want it to go well it's just well do that now feel the feel a contraction when you're holding a point of view that you think is right you know is that you know what is that like for you can you live like that on a constant basis you know what's what's that experience like mm. yeah is it well I'm like, <clears throat> in my head, I'm like, people might get used to that and then not even notice that that's You're, yeah, not sure. a happy state. Yes, but I don't think that, I don't think that we, we remain constant. Like you, you could get used to being contracted, but I don't think that that contraction is at one uh, non-moving level. That contraction can reduce. Let's say somebody goes on vacation Mm. Or, or they go get a massage all of a sudden they go oh my contraction Ooh, yeah. yeah and then they they can be let's say you're super let's pretend the contraction is from zero to ten yeah so let's say most people a lot of us are living at eight right yeah I was gonna... <laughs> you know we are there are just plenty yeah. of people living at that level but that doesn't mean it doesn't go to ten yeah so they would have a shorter fuse um they would go into overwhelm a lot more often, um, that kind of thing. Um, some people who actually have a resting rate, let's say of zero, which is nice. 
mm. to, you know, I'd go down to my resting rate and then I could go up to level four, I could go up to level 10, which yeah. would mean that's a really big deal, right? Yeah. So if somebody's already at eight, uh, little things can push them. Like they have one more thing to do that day and they reach 10. Yeah. Um, but some people could be at zero and, and like something really tragic would have to occur for them to go to 10. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of us are not going to a zero resting rate. I mean, look at drugs, uh, you know, alcohol consumption. And, and I'm talking about legal drugs, like, you know, uh, prescription drugs. Um, I think in the UK, one of the statistics I had heard is that, you know, a quarter of women are medicated. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's one out of every, every four. And that is not, what about undeclared meds like alcohol? Yeah. You know, having a couple of drinks at night. Um, you know, or now the legalization of weed, right? Of, of pot. Yeah, we haven't got that yet, but here in the UK. But... Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm saying yeah. in, North, in North America, well, in Canada, it's all of Canada. Mm. Um, not that it's a bad thing, but, you know, I, I would say that, you know, people are going to come home and put some THC into the system. And that's how they're going to bring themselves back down to a resting rate, which ultimately could be very healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. since, you know, a moderate amount of THC and lots of CBD is, is, is noted to be healing. So that's going to be great, mm. but there could be the negative side effects, right? Like, you know, the, the uh, brain cells die when the kids, when you're younger, you know, too much of it isn't that good for you, right? Uh, you're, you're using a substance to, um, to self-medicate, right? And, and calm yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's, that's just, um, um, yeah, that's just a, sort of segue on what you've said. I agree with you completely that we do get used to it. So some people don't even know that they're, let's say at a level eight and only recognize that they're constantly, they might say, I notice a lot of clients, you can let me know what yours do, but mine will say, you know, every little thing, you know, tips the scale for me. And they're like, well, yeah, because you're not going down to a zero resting rate. Yeah, they're just living at a nine or an eight, and then it's everything's too much. Yeah, it could be just one little, you know, email extra, or you know, that's that's almost almost overwhelmed, but also no no resting rate. Yeah, you could, you know, there's too many things to, um, you know, figure out. But sometimes it's PTSD, and I I don't mean war PTSD, but you know. Yeah. Home PTSD. When you've had a long period of a lot of stress and stuff, then you know it it can happen, or major trauma, or yeah. and also um, to really get technical, often when we don't actually face ourselves, uh, life can be traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in life can be traumatic. 
uh, I'm kind of thinking of the victim mode, right? Yeah, it's almost like life is going to squeeze you and squeeze you and squeeze you until you look at yourself. Exactly. And, you know, and when it's a combination of factors, it becomes even more difficult, but you can work with with transmuting each of these details. You know, I'd love to flesh everything out, but I just want to keep bringing it back to, in this case, we're talking about transmutation using a past life. So all of this symptomatology could have come from a past life. You might say, well, my life has been fine. You know, I haven't had a really difficult life. You know, I grew up in a nice family and I, um, you know, went through school. I got a good job, have a nice husband, great kids. Um, but I'm still terrified of things, you know, so you never know. It could be a past life or, um, little kids. Yeah. I was going to say little kids that are really scared of things. Really scared. Like uh, I had one kid with a clown fear. Oh yeah. I don't like, you know, I've never yeah, I don't like them either. But she was like screaming and we did one session and it was done. Oh, you know, that, that fear went away. So kids, really interesting how you can quickly transmute some of the past life yeah. stuff. And or, you know, something traumatic from this lifetime that it could have occurred that is also linked mm-hmm. to a past lifetime. You bring that into to the light, whether you do it through you know, energy healing or uh, say it to the person. Cause I didn't really say it to this little kid, right? She yeah. didn't say it, just, just did the session. And that yeah, was enough of a transmutation. Kids for... don't need to hear it like adults do. No, they don't need to. They don't need to hear it. Sometimes they ask what you're doing and then they're yeah. like, oh, do it. I don't want to hear all the things you have to say. Yeah. No, like you start doing sessions on bugs in their body, and they're like, I don't want bugs in my body. <laughs> don't want to know about that. Shut up. <laughs> yes, sometimes they do that. Yes, yes, yes. You don't want to give them nightmares, right? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just make it worse. <laughs> That's fun. I was just thinking of the the um, high level of of stress people are under yeah and how difficult it is for so many people to lower that stress um maybe maybe we could uh do a little a little um podcast another time on um techniques you could use to lower stress yeah that would be good yeah yeah that's what we could do uh for the next one yeah and uh yeah and unless people have questions about about past lives i think we've covered sort of covered everything but yeah i just had a a memory of a session i did years ago for a client um she fell asleep in the session so i was you know it was face-to-face one she fell asleep so i was going into some stuff and i went into this past life um, and was tidying that up for her and then when she came around she was like you know she had to run away because she had to go and pick her kids up or something so she I left her a voicemail and told her the rest of the session that she didn't hear from when she fell asleep and uh, and she texted me back and went oh my word I dreamt that past life last night right and it, so it's almost like it's bubbling sometimes when it needs to be seen for sure Mm. Right. So many times the the person relates 
to the past life, right? Yeah. Um, they're sure that they had it. Uh, oh God, they, you know, so many times they're, they're, they'll hear the past life and go, I'm so sure I was there. You know, yeah. I, I, I've thought about this. I've seen it. I've dreamt it, I've, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, yes, I, I totally, totally relate mm-hmm. to that treatment. Yes. It's, it's phenomenal how many times that occurs. Yeah. It's, it's even, you know, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I think I'm always surprised <laughs> yeah, by this I'm always surprised, even though it's every day. <laughs> yeah, even though it's every day, right? It's, yeah. it's, um, I think it just keeps it, 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 it sort of lets me know that um, the work is fresh, right? Yes. That, oh, no, I don't know everything. Yeah, uh, I love it. I lo- I kind of love it that it's surprising. You know, it makes it so interesting too. Mm, yeah. Right? You know, it's so fascinating. Wow, look at this. Something new. And I love, I love, Eloise, I love it when I learn something new in a session. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, is that a whole new technique? Of, I love it when a whole new technique just appears. And like, exactly. Oh, I never think about that in that way. Exactly. That is so amazing, right? Yeah. A whole new technique, a whole new way of looking at things, a whole new yeah. it's so, so mind blowing. I, I really it's fascinating for me how sometimes that's just for one client or sometimes it persists and then it becomes like something in my toolkit that I use again and again. It's right. Yes, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I think that we're really lucky that um, we can do this work. And this really relates to some of the things we've talked about is if your mind is ready, you know, if it's if the walls are down, um, you can do sessions where new things come in. I think that has been one of the most difficult things for new new students of energy work is to kind of. Um, just go with the the open walls when often there are you know these walls that are up there saying am I doing this right yeah um, am I following taught yeah it's exactly I, we I've just finished an advanced biogeometry class in the UK and I they we were teaching the students a technique in that class and every time we teach that technique I remember I did that same technique in clinic like like my intuition was doing this thing and I'm like what am I doing and I went well I'm just gonna go with it you know and then two years later I turned up to a class and learned that technique and I got goosebumps as they started explaining I'm like oh that's what I was doing I remember the client I remember the session I remember where I was (laughs) is it and that too when you're saying this I remember the session yeah. Isn't it insane that I can, this this freaks me out. I can see someone's name. They yeah. can tell me they came to me two years ago. And I don't really remember them, you know, until yeah. maybe I see their faces. You know, when I see their faces, I go, okay, I, I know who you are. <laughs> but what, yeah. kills, what really kind of bowls me over is the minute we start working, I can see the session that we did yeah. so clearly, yet I hardly remember. I know. Person. It's so right? bizarre. I had it, someone come up. I was dancing at the weekend and I had a client come up to me. She goes, are you Eloise? 
it's like I haven't seen her for eight years <laughs> she was just like and I was like sorry I can't remember your name but as soon as we started talking I started remembering her sessions <laughs> and I'm like oh, fun. yes exactly exactly so, what was going on in her life then and all the history yeah. and so clear right yeah. almost sometimes sessions are clearer than my life yes yes what's that about Okay, yeah, that is question. really true. It's really weird because, like, sometimes I have—I know I've had conversations with people, but I can't remember when it was or who it was with. So, <laughs> but yeah, when I start talking to, about a session, it's there. <laughs> really odd. Yeah, are we that filtered in our lives, or maybe? Yes, maybe. Or you know what? What also? I'm gonna—I'm gonna say lots of things now. Yeah. The other thing could be. When you're in the zone, I mean, everything is so clear, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, when you're, when I can. It, it's true because if I say, if I think about something like, I was playing tennis once, yeah. uh, years ago, and I just, you know, like, started to be in the zone, and I could see that ball coming at me, so slowly. Oh yeah. Like, it was just moving at, at, a, at, you know, the speed, like, just so slowly, like in slow motion. Yeah. And I could hit the ball and I, and I would, you know, once I saw that, I said, okay, so I can get in the zone and play tennis that way. The inner game of tennis. And yeah. yes, and, and it's so, the ball is so slow. You're, you're running over and you're hitting the ball back. It's fascinating. And I can still see that that first time that happened to me i can still see the ball i can mm. still see everything so it's not about a treatment is it it's really about yeah. being in the zone and how clear it is there there's you don't have all these filters i mean you do have filters of course we do we always have filters um but something about the zone that lets you see that seems to have everything completely visible right like yeah you can see everything that's there uh, even though if you're yeah even though you could still have some filters but that's just kind of interesting right mm. I have to, if I have filters but I can see this so clearly right it's so interesting and yet I have filters so yeah. does that mean that the ball could move even slower possibly yeah I, I don't really time doesn't exist it doesn't it doesn't but my filters might say that's as slow as it can move i don't know right yeah yes, exactly even i have to see it moving well even when we're doing a session we can still have filters right you're in the zone you're seeing things but you can still have filters to your perception mm. right you'll see it a certain way like you know one of the interesting things is you know here you are watching and this past life comes up where, the, where is that? You know, you're in the zone, but what are you picking the past life up from? Is mm. it the sea of consciousness or the sea of your capacity to perceive consciousness? Yeah. You know, so yes, I, I'd say the sea of consciousness is there, but I would also say the sea of my capacity to perceive <laughs> it is also, you know, in at play here, right? Yeah. You I, know. The, the thing that always fascinates me with past lives that come up is this quite often going into territory that I've never read about, I've got no knowledge of, and I'm like, I couldn't make this up. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like stuff from history that I've got no way of validating. You know, definitely haven't done it at school or anything. It's like, where did, you know, it's fascinating what comes up. It is. Right. You have no idea. Mm. And yet, and yet, you know, I'm going to be put put a little cog in that wheel. So many things that we hear and that the brain picks up and your perception of what you've already learned um, and what you've seen, you don't know whether all of that is um, as you actually think it is. Yeah. Already be there. Or as they say, uh, some people say we were, you know, our, we're like um, a computer program and somebody's created us. Yeah. Right. And um, they were saying that when they pro- when the program occurs, not everything is in there. But as soon as we get to a point that we need certain aspects in the program, then they program us with it. So let's say there's missing parts of history. Yeah. In the whole program, then all of a sudden, you know, we find more bones or more layers. Yeah. Something uh, to explain things. Yes, and that's, uh, they're saying, put in the program. So cool, right? Yeah. So if we're doing a body talk and we don't know what's going on and something something starts coming in, it could be like the programmer is just going, no, oh, let's give them this. Let's give yeah. them Yeah. I've forgotten to tell them about that. Quick, shove an explanation in. Yeah, very funny. I always, when I grew up, I always thought, my life was a dream of a giant. Your life was a dream of a giant. So a giant was dreaming about me and my life was his dream. Okay. Yeah, no, that's from a young age. Very bizarre. <laughs> not really. He, no, not really, but he maybe he was the programmer. No, I thought I always thought that I was dreaming myself, but I didn't know who that was. So that could oh, be, you know, yeah. And I, and I always thought that the wake up part of my life was not the real part. It was the dreaming part that was real. That oh. was very strong for me when I was a kid. I yeah. really liked sleep and I liked to dream and I would, I would like <laughs> to, you know, I'd go to sleep to dream. Yeah. Because I thought that was, that's reality. This other part, it just kind of sucks. Mm. you know it was heavier or it was it was more difficult whereas dream life could be super difficult but you could get yourself out of things and you could yeah I really liked dreaming Mm. yeah that's fun it is fun yeah and who knows like when you're awake is that really the real world or you know when you say heaven and hell maybe hell is when you're Awake in the heaven is when you're asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That's the point. We'll never know. Right. And it doesn't matter. No, it just keeps us entertained trying to work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Gives us something to talk about every week. (laughs) It gives us something to talk about every week. You're hilarious. Or to ponder, to keep pondering. Pondering, that's a good one. Yeah, we need to ponder all of these things. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Yeah. Let's uh, close on that weird note. Yes, that's strange. And, uh, and we'll see, pick up see... something along those lines next week. <laughs> exactly. And maybe I'll, you know, maybe next week I'll be doubled up on my meds and and I could walk around. And if I can walk around, then a uh, different energy comes up. So it should be fun. I'm praying we will get doubled up meds next cool. week. Yeah. celebrate and, the drugs <laughs> celebrate the drug well you know there's nothing like um you know the, the getting something that can give you the capacity to heal right yeah so every time those you know i get the right amount of drugs that 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 work uh for the pain that i can i can actually move my body more and mm. that means because it really has uh increased um, some of my capacity to move because I was really, really having trouble moving. And um, I'm still obviously having trouble moving, but I can do a few stretches that I couldn't do before. So I'm really, oh, cool. yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, to, because the legs have been so long mm. in this um, restricted format and being given this space now that I have a diagnosis and, you know, getting the appropriate treatments and um, those giving me a little space to even move. I'm looking at a millimeter at a time. I'm not really looking at, um, you know, grandiose movements. It it requires a lot of patience, right? Because there there are times where I just go, come on, you know, body just like last night I was, you know, trying to get my hips to open up and I, I was just so impatient. I'm going to go back to a millimeter at a time. If you could get this, <laughs> you know, but it was really quite, a, it was just quite, you know, bothersome to go from this massively flexible person, yeah. you know, to practically get my, I couldn't quite do it, but I could get my foot, you know, a little bit behind my head, not all the way, but, oh wow, you know, and now I, I can't even, you know, put my sock on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's so ridiculous, right? It's just such a, a weird, a weird thing that that happens. Mm. So, I'm really, really hoping that the, if we, because I have a very, very low dose of the medication, it's the lowest dose you can have. Yeah, and and so I'm, I was, I requested that she double it, which yeah. she said was, you know, really simple to do. She said that's still not very much, yeah. and um. I'm kind of going, oh, that'll that'll give me that capacity to do some more um, stretching and bending and some exercising, even though it kills after I do it. Yeah. Uh, but to get the body to move. So get the movement. Yeah. 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 Right. Because, uh, you know, between I mean, there there are the sessions that I'm getting that do give me relief. Body tuck sessions mm-hmm. give me massive relief. But the body has to start moving. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you can't have a body talking living, living with you tapping all the time, though I wish I was. You know, didn't, didn't do that. Just have I'll just put that on a, a, a ongoing formula for you. Yeah, so now it's like, no, uh, now it's time for me to be able to do it. So yeah. I am so thankful to the universe um, that we have these meds that are like a constant... Um, you know, a constant support to mm-hmm. allow me to to do the work I need to do. So, yeah, and then I can get off them. Yeah, yeah, um, Which will be great. Not that I've been on them very long, but, huh. yeah. So, 
yeah so that helps the group you know the world know what they're what i'm going through and yeah perfect um, once in a while i refer to this so and that's it. All right, my darling. Okay. Uh, see you next week. Okay. Yeah. Love and Bye. Bye, everyone.